0: This podcast contains strong language and adult themes. Listener's discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to A Page Too Far, the show where each week one of us reads a book and then tells us all about it. I'm dying here. I'm trying to sound old, but I'm going over the top. That was a half mix between an almost Irish person (laughs) and an almost Bill Cosby with high pitch. Will it be bad? Will it be good? Let's find out. See, I don't see a difference. zibbity bobbity boot. <laughs> I Roofy people. Okay, my name... <laughs> 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 All right, okay. My name is Scorpion. Mm. And this is my co-host, Wraith. Get over here, you big lug. <laughs> Get it, because it's Scorpion? Get over here. Sure. Mortal Kombat? Yeah. Get, get I, I, I I assumed that you would assume that's where that was connected. Yeah. You'll find out later. Okay. I'm excited. Remember Scorpion and Wraith? Scorpion and okay. Wraith. All right. All right. feel like I'm playing Halo, but like not. Oh my God. Mm. Maybe that's the connection. <gasps> this week's book is called The Chronicles of Old Guy. Nice. It's written by Timothy J. Gone. I prefer Timothy Zahn myself. <laughs> Timothy Zahn is very good. Yeah. Um, but I love the name Gone. I've never heard of this name, but it's G-A-W-N-E. Oh, cool. It's very, very strange. I've never heard it before. It may be just be a pen name, but I like it. Yeah. It's a cool name. This book is a science fiction pulp. You like pulp recently, don't you? I just keep finding You're it on a pulp somehow. Kick. I yeah. Uh and uh it could also be science fiction action. Okay. I would call it Pulp because there's no overarching plot. Oh, please. So, so I'm going to just call it Pulp because right. at the end of the day, it's like, well, things happened. Things. <laughs> it's science fiction and also something happened. Yeah. Um. It was published in 2012. Okay. And it is 192 pages long. Oh, good length. Pretty light. Uh, I, I found this book. <laughs> Amazon re- recommended it to me based on my previous reading. Okay. Uh, it didn't recommend this one. It recommended the most recent book, uh, which is the seventh book in the series. Oh. And that book was called Full Frontal Cyber Tank. Okay. And I thought, that sounds okay. awesome. And then I was like, oh, that's the seventh book in the series. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll try the first book. <laughs> so see, see where we start. I wonder how far we've come. So let's dive into it <laughs> The Chronicles of Old Guy. Uh, so the protagonist of this story is an Odin-class ground-based cyber-defense unit. Oh. Serial number CRL-345BY-44. His kind are colloquially referred to as cyber tanks. Makes sense. Right? Uh, Cyber tank is a little misleading. Uh, He just vaguely resembles a tank, but he's more like a mobile weapons platform that has fabricating and manufacturing capabilities. That's dope. It's really dope. Uh, I how, love it. How do you write that as a protagonist to a story? We'll, we'll, we're getting there, okay? Uh, he's 30 meters wide. Damn. And 60 meters long. I can't. It's big. That's huge. It's big. And that's not even big compared to the other cyber tanks we're going to talk about. God damn. Cyber tanks were created by humans. Okay. This is science fiction. So this is in the future. Right. This is after humanity has made contact with hostile alien races Ah. and they're, they're like, they were kind of in a rush to develop their technology to defend themselves. So the technology they created was cyber tanks, which are giant weapons platforms, uh, that can repair themselves, create drones and remotes to go out and do things for themselves and that sort of thing. And they were piloted by AI. So it's Ultron. Uh, kind but bigger, of. Yeah, bigger. And this AI was specifically designed uh, after human psyche. They tried to create AI that was just logical and, and that's like without the human element. Just right. Like, let's just try to make it as smart as possible. But then it massacred half a city. Uh, well, d- it just didn't cut it. Like, mm-hmm. operating purely on logic, they weren't winning battles. Because the AI would be like, the odds are against us. We're not going to try. Oh. So like, okay. they were like, we need them to fight like humans Yeah. where it's like, yeah, we don't have an option. We just need to fight. So they modeled these AI for these cyber tanks after the human psyche. And in doing this, they couldn't give it, uh, they, they couldn't like bootstrap it with commands of like, don't hurt humans right, or anything. They couldn't control it completely. Cause it's like, well, it has to think like a human. Right. If we put these subroutines in, they just go insane. Right. Cause they wouldn't be able to do what they want to do. Right. So uh, so they were like we we just need to make them like humans and treat them like humans but have a kill switch in there just in case to just shut down their cores if anything happens. There has to be a better solution. Well, that's the one they went for and it worked out fantastically. Oh, okay. Uh, these the the Odin class was the very first class of cyber tanks. Okay. And they have insane capabilities Um, within line of sight. They can see over the entire spectrum. They can scan all forms of radiation, Mm -hmm. uh, microwaves, radio waves, gamma radiation, all that shit. Um, They're basically a male. They're they're all seeing like wherever they're at. Right. Wherever they, they have line of sight, they can see, they record, they have sensors over the entire hull, so they can see everything at once. They think super, super, super fast. Like some of the parts in this book is a battle, and then it's like two seconds have gone by, and I have killed everyone. Like, oh. and I've destroyed an entire army. Oh, damn. <laughs> That's how powerful these things are. Okay. Right? Okay. Uh, humans usually refer to tanks by the letters in their serial number. So, Old Guy's serial number has a C R L in mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So, they call him Carl. He doesn't like that. Oh. Uh, he prefers to be called what all the other cyber tanks call him, which is Old Guy. Because he's the first one. He was the first. Yeah. He's the old guy, right? Aw. So, yeah, they, they these cyber tanks uh, have, like, hundreds of these little remotes. Mm-hmm. And they're for all sorts of things. There's some remotes that all they do is record. Okay. So, during okay. a battle, they'll record all the information of in the battle. So, at the end, they can give it to the superiors and say, this is everything that happened. Uh there's also remotes used for specifically repairs. Mm-hmm. If they okay. take damage. They immediately start going to work in repairs. Nice. There's some that are for scouting, some for mining, some for defensive uh reasons. So if there's humanoids, instead of the tank fighting the humanoids, it can send little humanoid remotes to go fight. Sure. Like sure. Battle droids, that sort of thing. This is just mortal engines. Yeah, it's kind of like that. It's yeah. it's a rolling factory city yeah it's uh the, it, yeah like a giant industrial complex that has a shit ton of weapons on it right right built and for war specifically. exactly yeah uh there are uh some some other odd remotes but yeah it, can, it has the capability to mine up any material it finds nice fabricate whatever with that material right and it is completely sentient self uh preserving, self generating energy. It has like nuclear fusion reactors inside oh, of it. That's cool. This thing is unstoppable unless you obliterate it. Right. 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 You have to hit it hard and destroy it or else it'll just keep going. And I mean all this takes time. Sometimes it'll take damages that are so severe it takes a couple weeks to repair. Sure. But he just keeps moving away from the enemy and repairing right, ex- it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. As long as you can get away, you can fix yourself. Exactly. Um, very, very cool concept as far as science fiction goes. I yeah, really dig the cyber tanks. That's very interesting. I, I'm, I'm curious to see where the perspective goes. Like I said before, I'm curious to see where the perspective goes because right. it's, it's the protagonist as mm-hmm. opposed to having a human, uh, shall we say, uh, like piloting it, it or right. And like an insert for the viewer. Well, because their AI are shaped after right. human psyche, right. it's essentially a person, right? It just, but it's can a do different things. Giant tank, yeah, <laughs> it's great. It's great. Uh, so old guy has a very specific type of drone that he uses for exploration. Mm-hmm. Um, so if if he has to go down into underground, because okay. cyber tanks don't like going underground. Sure, they get trapped very easily. Yeah, that makes sense. And so they send out uh, drones to do exploring. And so he has a, a humanoid drone that he named Amelia Earhart. And he fashions it after her because nice. he really likes Amelia Earhart. So he sends her to go explore in caves and stuff. Okay. I dig it. So where the book starts, uh, old guy is posted on a barren planet way out on the edge of where they've mapped out so mm-hmm. far. Right. Uh, and he's acting as a sentry and also mining up valuable materials on the planet and sending them back. Okay. Cyber tanks are many. There are hundreds of thousands of them throughout the galaxy. Oh, Wow. Um, but they're spread out pretty thin. There's usually only one per planet. Right, yeah, I mean... Because you don't need more than one, usually. <laughs> right, right. And it, also, like, 100,000 of them in the galaxy. Yeah, yeah. You know. um, and I- if there's an especially hostile area, they'll send two. <laughs> <'Cause> that's, <laughs> that's all they need. Um, every now and then, when the, the planets, you know, align just so, mm-hmm. uh, th- these cyber tanks can get direct line of sight. Okay. They kind of have a tight beam communique uh, okay. where they just transfer information they both gathered. And yep. the, basically, a lot of the cyber tanks, whenever they meet each other, they just update each other's banks. So one will know what the other knows yep. and vice versa. Kind of just a way to back up so everything. They're and- all aware of pretty much everything that's happening as long as they are yep. stay around each other. Right. Makes sense. Um, so this... High-speed info traffic generates a mental buzz uh, that, according to old guy, is more pleasurable than sex. Oh. Yeah. A little weird. (laughs) That's weird. And also, how does he know? Uh, Well, he's like, it's been purported to be better than human sex. But again, yeah, I don't know how he knows that. It's just something that's in there. And I'm like, well, okay. All All right. right. That's a thing. Sure. So, centuries ago, humans disappeared. They just vanished. And there's a little bit of like the, the cyber tanks had their, their jobs to do given to them by the humans. Mm-hmm. And so they just did them and just, they weren't like paying attention. Sure. So they were so busy doing their tasks that the humans started disappearing and they didn't notice until it's too late. There are no more humans. This is just wally e Basically, With yeah. Guns. The machines are doing their thing. Yeah. People are just gone. So the cyber tanks are sentient. Right. They're, they're people in their own right. Right. So they, when they realize the humans are gone, it, it's like one realizes it and then just it's like a ripple effect. They're all like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. And they're all learning of yeah. this. And then they all get together and decide that they are going to carry on as human civilization. Okay. So they don't have anybody telling them what to do anymore, but they're like, well, I mean, we've been doing this for a while. Like, we can just keep doing it. Yeah. And when we talk to other people, we'll just say we represent the human civilization even though there's no more humans left. I, I can dig it. Uh, and then over time, their culture changed and their civilization sure, changed sure. To where they're like, eh, we're the cyber, ta- cyber tank civilization. So they're they're cool with that now. Okay. But humans have been gone for a long time. Uh, oh, an old guy is around 3,000 years old, by the way. Oh, damn. That's how old he is. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and it's still an ongoing debate between the cyber tanks whether or not they're going to do anything about the humans dis- disappearing. They're like, are we going to go look for them? We have like their dna stored we could just clone more mm-hmm. but then they're like we don't know why the humans disappeared or how so it would be disrespectful to just start making more right right like unless maybe, we figure out what maybe happened. they wanted to disappear maybe they transcended to beings of energy if they did that we don't want to start making more because then they're stuck you know they elevated their vibrations yeah exactly i mean that's a legitimate like science fiction yeah i know, thing, so I, know. Like- I know it is doesn't mean i have to like it <laughs> So old guy uh, gets an alert from one of the mining complexes Mm -hmm. uh, that it's under attack. Oh, it's being damaged. So he rolls, I think his top speed is like 250 kilometers per hour or something. Wow. But he rolls back to this uh, mining facility that he's been watching over for a few years. Yeah. And there is a 100 meter tall anthropomorphic lizard attacking it. Wow. That's just Godzilla. (laughs) Funny you should say that because yes, it's Godzilla. Oh. It has atomic breath. Okay. It has smaller upper arms and then big truncated lower legs. Nice. And then a big long thick tail that it also uses to knock shit over. That's hilarious. <laughs> does it have does it have like the the spikes? Uh yeah, it has like spikes on its back and stuff. Nice. So he sees this giant lizard attacking his mining facility. Uh he attempts to hail the lizard uh on all known communication protocols. Hail So he does the spectrum of all the radio waves. Um, He tries like a bunch of different codes. He even has like this, these speakers on his Mm hall, like mm -hmm. loudspeakers. And and he says to the, to the lizard, Hey, could you not destroy that, please? And the lizard uh, doesn't respond to anything. Yeah, that's fair. But on both parts, actually. And so old guy fires, he fires a warning shot. And, and the, the, he has this giant main plasma cannon, his main weapon, and it's fucking powerful. And so he shoots it in front of the lizard at like 5% power and the lizard looks at him and then goes back to biting on the mining facility. Yeah. As it, as it would. So old guy fires at the lizard doing like 20% power right in its side and burns it, but doesn't like mortally wound it. Right. It just hurts it. Right. And he is shocked that the thing is not dead. He's like, wow, oh. that thing is tough to take twenty percent of my power. It might have been more than twenty percent, I forget Ultra exactly. Instinct but I know it wasn't a full power shot, but it was like half power, or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and then this thing turns around and is now really pissed off. Sure. And it yeah. shoots at him with its own like plasma beam. Right. And uh disables his main cannon. Oh damn. Yeah. And he's like, My main cannon at whatever percent power, half percent power didn't mortally wound it. Nothing. Nothing else in the rest of my arsenal is going to hurt this thing. Mm-hmm. My main cannon was my only hope, and it just disabled that. Uh, so he takes off. He just goes full reverse just runs out of there. Fuck this shit! I'm... <laughs> uh, so he starts patching the holes in his armor, uh, and he can't use the alloy he normally has because it takes too long to fabricate. Okay. So he's like, I can patch it within an hour, but it's it's not going to hold up to anything this thing throws at me. Um it's just enough to so you can go in and get one shot off, hopefully kill it. Yeah, maybe. So he he starts patching that up. Uh repairs the main cannon so it it fires again. And he's hiding behind a mountain the whole time uh this is he's doing this. He just okay. like parks behind a fucking mountain. <laughs> and then hopefully this thing doesn't find him. Uh he then boots up a simulation of an old military commander that he used to work with. Oh. Uh back in the wars. Uh in hopes of getting some advice. Right. Because uh, the simulation is a near-perfect replication of how the guy behaved in life. Right? Okay. Uh, and his name is, uh, like, Commander Vargas, I think. Mm. Uh, Giuseppe Vargas. Uh, and they decide together, after talking a little bit, that the best course of action is to fire at the target at a greater distance. Sure. Yeah. Because the commander is like, uh, I believe you have a advantage of range over that thing. Yeah, makes sense. Um, Because tanks can literally... Uh, shoot as far as they can see, right? It just—it's a plasma beam, so, so it there's no drop-off. Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah, exactly. So, so he's like that. I—I I doubt that thing can shoot as far as you can. So, what we need to do is get to a spot where we can see it, and it—it it can't hit you, and you just shoot it again, but use more power. More power. Old guy thinks about what he's going to name this thing. You know, for strategic reasons. Yeah, so, yeah, you got ah, to call it something. Giant lizard, and we're gonna we're gonna call it. The Megazillus. I can dig it. So, while old guy is getting into position, uh, his sensor array picks up Amok forces. Now, the Amok are an alien race Okay. that are a mix of biological and mechanical. So, they're biomechanical race. Oh, cool. Um, and they are a huge pain in the ass. Oh. Um, they remind me a lot of the replicators from Stargate SG-1. Sure. That means something. Um Kind of like the Borg from Star Trek. Okay, that, ma- that means uh, more. But they don't assimilate things. They have their own way of reproducing and yeah. yada yada. Okay. Listener, if you know Stargate you want Replicator. Just think Replicator. That's basically what they are. Uh, and in these things will create hundreds and thousands of little drones that all work together, right? Uh-huh. And they build on each other to make bigger forms, and it's really, really cool. Yeah. So he senses this, and he's like, fuck, these guys are a real nuisance on the best of days Yeah, and yeah. I'm, I am have this huge lizard to deal with. This is going to be a real problem now. When he finds the lizard again, the Amok drones have created a construct that is like twice the size of the Megazillus oh. and is fighting it. And he's oh. like, fuck, that's a lot of them. <laughs> but at least they're fighting it. Yeah, but Megazillus is losing and he's like, I can't fight all these Amok by myself. Right. I see. So he comes up with an idea. Uh, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. At least, hopefully. Unless the enemy of your enemy isn't sentient in that way. Yeah, well, he's not sure. But he's like, that's my, that's my only shot. So he starts attacking the the Amok uh, drones, right? Uh, this There's a lot of battle stuff. Nice. Um, I like battle th- stuff. This book is full of action. Uh, which is really fun to read, but it's, very boring to describe. It's boring to describe and it's hard to recount yeah, without exactly, just saying exactly. everything. Yeah. So there's a battle. There's a point where old guy thinks he's done for um, because the, the Megazillas takes a mortal wound and then it's just laying there. Mm-hmm. And then all the drones are just covering his tank, like ripping them apart. Yeah. And then Buzz droids. it turns out the Megazillas can regenerate. So it gets back up and oh. starts, starts peeling off the drones and they, they beat the drones, right? Oh, wow. An old guy is in such rough shape now that he's completely at the mercy of the Megazillus. Right. Yeah. He's like, "Uh, there's nothing I can do now. None of my weapons are working right now. I need to sit and repair for like two weeks. Yeah. Uh, But the Megazillus stands and considers him a moment. Then after a few minutes. I consider him a tank. After a few minutes, it turns around and just walks away. Oh, nice. Yep. He's like the predator. Yeah. Out of respect, I'll leave you alive for a little while Next time, when you have weapons, we'll settle this. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, some of the old guys' colleagues uh, arrive, you know, because he sent a distress right away. Okay, okay. but it, it takes some like a few days to get to him. Well, yeah, it's at space fast. Yeah, it's a long time to travel between planets. Yeah, um, but they arrive and they help him get fully repaired, like quicker. Okay, uh, they scan the planet again because the they did a preliminary scan and like it looks barren. Get some materials, get out of there. But they scan again more thoroughly. And they discover that there are a lot of giant radioactive creatures on this planet. Oh. But most of them are in like hibernation. Ah. Uh, and are hard to find. You got to wait for nightfall. It's going to be a 10 year <laughs> night. They're all going to come out and you have to escape. I think it's, it's. I mean, it's definitely a reference to kaiju films. Where oh, it's yeah, like for sure. A monster sure. shows up and it's like, where's that monster been? Yeah. Oh, it was sleeping at the bottom of the ocean and woke up for some reason. Yeah. So that's like, there's a planet full of that, right? Yeah. And they decide that, you know, the meager amount of resources on the planet are not worth dealing with these things on a regular basis. So they're like, eh, let's just get the hell out of this place. Leave sensors in place orbiting the planet so we can study these creatures. And that's about it. Take off. So the thing about this book. Yeah. uh, I just told you a small, like a short story. Yeah. 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 That's this whole book. It's like 10 short stories. Ah, Okay. Okay. Let's go. There are some overarching elements, but there is no... The character is in this place and then by the end of the book he's in this he's like the same So it's, it's episodic. More yeah, he's me. the same character throughout the entire yeah. book. I feel okay. Like. Okay. Okay. So the story of old guy's battle with the Megazillus and the Amok drones uh spreads like wildfire throughout their their neural networks, right? This guy got his shit pushed in. Yeah. Well well the, so the thing with cyber tanks is they are warriors because they're all fucking right yeah. tanks. Yeah. So so there any any good battle stories uh, oh, okay. are, yeah. are cherished. Do you hear about that fight? And, and because they like record everything, they have little drones to record whenever they get. Yeah. In yeah, And then they upload it to everybody. Yeah. Everybody yeah, knows exactly like, what happened. Bro, check this shit out. Yeah. Like, well, that's some, some, and they, they have like a, like every 10 years they'll have a, a top 1000 battles <laughs> and <laughs> that's adorable. And to try to see you can get in the top, like 1% yeah, there. Yeah. And, uh, and so he's, he's kind of famous for a little bit, like nice. but he's like, that was a crazy ass battle. And we've never seen a giant radioactive lizard like that before. So that's pretty cool. Uh, he gets a message from one of his old friends and comrades. Young guy. Uh, <laughs> it, this cyber tank is called double wide. Oh, nice. Got some dualies on him. Yeah. Looking like a double wide surprise. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> I'm a you squeal. And uh, Double Wide sent him a proposition he couldn't refuse. I've made this joke before, but was it made with the cut off head of a horse inside his bed? It was the, a cut off head of a giant lizard, actually. Oh, there uh, you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it, so, anyways, Double Wide sends him a message mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. a proposition, and he's like, I, "I have to go. I have to go back to. Um, it, it's called Alpha Centauri Prime. Okay, Alpha Centauri. Yeah. Uh, sure. uh, Centauri. Yeah. And uh, he's like, "I gotta go back there and see Double Wide." Uh, and there's a little bit in the book where it says uh, in, to engage in what humans used to call a hot date. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's gonna. Oh, old guy's gonna have a hot date with double wide. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Uh, so old guys, uh, he he's into thick bitches. Uh, he's going to get some tail after being a badass. Double cheeked up on a Thursday. <laughs> and. um so all of the tanks in the story, the author refers to with masculine pronouns. Okay. But they are genderless. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, makes sense. So I was actually, I was going to ask that if they, if they identified as a certain gender or had. As far as I can tell, gender, no, right? yeah. they're just all like masculine. Uh, so when he arrives on Alpha Centauri Prime, there's uh, a few pages of like world building. Um, this planet was overhauled. To uh, facilitate tanks, oh, so nice. super wide highways, yeah. that are really tough, so they don't chew them up as they they roll over them. Right? Um, there is another race of mechanical sentient creatures alongside the cyber tanks, uh, which are office copier machines. Nice. They just kind of became sentient by accident, <laughs> and uh, that's hilarious. And they are extremely pragmatic. Oh. Um, so the, the most logical of logical sentence, yeah. but they also have like feelings and like things, but that's hilarious, but they're kind of incompatible with cyber tanks. They can't communicate to each other effectively. So to the cyber tanks, they feel cold and logical, Yeah. but every now and then something will be able to slip through where it's like, Oh, they have personality. It's right. just really hard to understand them. Right. So they're the, the, <laughs> these office copiers are rolling around too. <laughs> Which that's great. Adorable. Uh and and when they And they're the size of office copy machines, right? Uh yeah, some of them are a little bigger because they they build bigger chassis to like okay, go, go yeah. to battle yeah. and stuff in. Oh wow. <laughs> it's great. I am a hundred percent on board with this, by the way. This is incredible. I love this. <laughs> uh, and when they talk, they Shoot out uh they can talk wirelessly to each other. Oh nice they have radio signal, but sometimes they'll talk by just shooting out paper with words on it. Yep. So that's great. Yep. Uh so double wide is a magma class cyber tank. Oh, as opposed to an Odin class. Yes. Uh magma came a few classes later. Magma. Magma class were the first cyber tanks designed by cyber tanks. Oh. You know, for the cyber tanks, by the cyber tanks. Machines building machines. So after the humans left, the cyber tanks were left on their own. They're like, we should make newer models of us because yeah. the humans aren't going to do it anymore. Yeah. So the first one they made was the magma class. Uh, and the, the, the magma class are not subtle. They were designed purely for firepower. Nice. No thought to anything else but firepower. Big Gun. So they are massive chunks. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, and I don't have the exact measurements, but they were like, um, like three hundred meters long and like over a hundred meters wide. Thick boys. Just massive tanks. Yeah. Uh, and they have very poor maneuverability. That also makes sense. So often they would arrive to battle like a month beforehand just to set up exactly right. where they have to <laughs> right. aim. And just chill in that location. <laughs> a typical cyber tank can use its repulsors underneath its treads to lift up and shoot over the curvature of a planet. Oh, right. Wow. That is a tactical maneuver that yeah. they do often. Right. And then they just lower so you can't hit them back. Right. Like no backsies. <laughs> Magma class cyber tanks just shoot through the crust of the planet. (laughs) (laughs) They have so much firepower; just goes straight through. They could shoot through the planet because fuck you. Why be fancy when you can? (laughs) The shortest distance between you and your target is a straight line. (laughs) That's incredible. Oh, my gosh. I've said that a lot about this book. That's incredible. Yeah. That is is a fantastic There's some grade A science fiction shit in this book. It is so funny. So (laughs) the magma class are notoriously difficult to get off world. Okay. They're very heavy. Yeah, yeah. And there was a joke about how, I think it might have been double wide, but one of the magma class uh, literally took them a year to get off a planet after they had landed to, uh, oh wow! To attack a planet, yeah, it took him a year to get them off the planet. Wow. Uh, there was an old joke that it would be easier to destroy the planet it was sitting on and let it drift, <laughs> rather than get it. Off. What? Um, maybe you're going to answer this at, at some point. Maybe not. But what about the uh, like the education system for newer plant, uh, newer tanks, and how do they how do they generate the AI? We'll go into that. Okay, we'll definitely go into that. I just want to know if Double Wide graduated Magma Cum Laude. <laughs> I mean, it'll do everything loud. That okay. is a guarantee. My, my okay. class are loud. Uh, so old guy meets Double Wide uh, at at his sedentary location on the planet. Yep. He literally parked himself because he's not going to war anywhere. Right. So he's like, I'm just going to sit here because if I go anywhere, I'm going to destroy everything. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they have their little remote so he can go anywhere on the planet and communicate with people and experience things. He doesn't need right, to. Right, right. Exactly. Uh, and they they do this thing where they copy... Uh, very basic versions of their own cores into drones to go do stuff. Okay. Okay. So it's basically, they're cloning their consciousness, kind of, it's not their whole consciousness, but it's like the basics there. Yeah. Basic enough yeah. And then they send them off and when they come back, they just reabsorb and or they wipe them clean, something like that. Nice. Um, which has some real moments in the book where it's like, that is just fucked. It's like Soma. Oh, where it's yeah. like you create a con, a copy of your consciousness, but that is you. And if you get rid of it, it 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 is dying. You are killing it. Yeah so there's moments like that in the book where it it it's tongue in cheek most of the time, but sometimes I'm just like, oh my God, that's dark. Ooh. It's kind of dark. Ooh. So Double Y is just sitting in his designated parking spot. Uh, and they're both using their human remotes to talk to each other. Okay. So he has his Amelia Earhart and and Double Y doesn't see the logic in using a persona from the past. Yeah. So his is just a basic I guess that's a human <laughs> like that's just what his <laughs> looks like later. He picks a character from history because um, because they're they're kind of a couple double wide and old guy. Yeah. 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 Um, so he's like just to humor you. I'll pick someone from history. Uh, so they're talking to each other in their human remotes and they're walking through a library that double wide built. Oh, cool. It's like his passion project. Yeah. Uh, he made a library with physical books. Dope, and he tries to record as much information as he can on the physical books, because um, later they're like, information can be overridden, it can be hacked, yep. it can be, but this information will last, and you can't hack it. You have to read it physically. Right. You um, could just burn it. Right. right. So it's it's a. Semi more permanent solution yeah, to yeah. storing data. People have always, right. always had like written backups of everything. Yeah. Yeah. For, um, so that's his passion project is making that. That's really cool. And he also designs the library. The library is fucking huge. Well, yeah. Um, it's really fun. It's like a kilometer long or something. <laughs> nice. Um, and he, he has sections of the library designed after famous libraries of the past. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, like one part is the library of Alexandria. And the next part is like some famous British library. I don't know. Uh, And so they're walking through and talking and the proposition that double wide had made is let's make a baby. Oh, now here's how baby making works for cyber tanks. Okay. Both parents draft up a schematic for a new tank design. Okay. Or they can, I mean, they can use a tank design that exists. Right. But, but these, you want to create your own baby. These two guys are like, we want to make a brand new class of cyber tank. Yeah. In uh, the 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 class they created, they have dubbed the ghost class. Oh, uh, because it is not about weaponry; uh, okay. it is about uh, signal warfare. Is what it, refer, it refers to it as. Uh-huh. And that's like scrambling enemy communiques, hacking them, cloaking to get away, That's yeah. sort of thing. So they're like, we want to make one like that, where it's like not about firepower; it's all about espionage and confusing the enemy, right? And so once they have the schematic in place for the actual chassis. They have to create the AI, mm-hmm. and the way this works is very much the way genomes work, which is you take, uh, you would normally take genetic material from both parents and combine it in a compatible way right. to grow a, a, a being. Right. So they're doing the same, but with their AI, they're taking subroutines and combining them so okay. it's unique. Okay. Because they have different subroutines, yeah. Combine that, you get something new, and uh, and it's a process that takes. I think I said five minutes. Of, sounds about right of uh and and that's also goes more into like this is like sex it's wonderful and anyways no, great cool <laughs> so they succeed they they have the chassis built uh i think it was like before I got there it was already built and then they go in the library find a spot sit down connect their cores mm-hmm. uh wirelessly and and build this ai and once the tanks ai is in place they start talking to it mm-hmm. like uh like Ghost class, cyber tank, serial number, whatever. Can you hear us? Can you say something? And all the cyber tank will say is EEP. Uh Oh, and they're like, well, shit, just, just, just keep, keep trying to talk to it. Keep trying to talk to it. But all it says is EEP. And it literally says old guy realized it was autistic. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. No, 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 no. I don't know why they witnessed directly. No, no, no. No, I'm sorry. That's not what it said. Yes. They refer to it as autistic. (laughs) What? Which I think is a little, this, that's, this is not what autism is. it's, It's not. It's not a good parallel at all. No. Uh, but that's, that's the way it is. Um. Oh boy. They're all just—they're all devastated. They're like something went wrong in crafting the AI, and it is a defunct cyber tank. So they're both like devastated. Uh, Double wide goes back to his library. Old guy just goes out to a remote planetoid, and is like, "Fuck all y'all. I'm just gonna go sit on in this rock because I'm so depressed." Notice me. And he <laughs> and he takes uh he takes the ghost class with him. Oh. So they they didn't like decommission him Okay, they didn't in bar- no he's just he's like I'm gonna look after him and I'm just gonna keep working on him like he, he, is, he is a little bit like I'm gonna see if I can try to tweak things yeah even though everyone else is like that's a lost cause it's too complicated to do on your own you can't do that okay but he's like I'm gonna try it anyway so he's on this planetoid he hates his life he hates everything trying to get this thing to talk to him but all it says is Eep. can you say anything else it can't hmm. it won't even move oh yeah, it won't do anything. Oh. It just says eep. I, I gotta say, there's a lot of things I expected to read in this book, and autistic cyber tank was not one of them. No, <laughs> no, not at all. That's uh, that's not where I was expecting this to go. They just out we're of, we're no, there. We're, we're there. I don't know what to do now that we're there. But yeah, we're there. <laughs> just keep cruising on past it, I guess. So he is sitting alone on this little planetoid. With the ghost chassis in the cold vacuum of space, and he's continuously running diagnostics, desperately trying to figure out what went wrong. And suddenly, (gasps) an Amok pod comes out of nowhere, just out of space. It was like painted black or something. It had like reflective coatings. Oh, yeah. Couldn't detect it. Yeah. And it sneaks right up on him. And uh, it's, it's like two days out, I think. It's like Mm -hmm. still two days away, but he's like, I, he spotted it. We're going to have to deal with that. Yeah. So he sends a communique back to the nearest planet post or whatever. And is like, this is happening. I'm going to need backup. Uh, and they're like, it's going to take us like four days to get to you. Right. So he's kind of on his own right now. Yeah. Uh, and he wants to protect the ghost class. Yeah. Um, but the closer this thing gets, the more he realizes that it's, this is too big. This is going to be too many drones for me to take care of. Mm -hmm. Right. So he gets creative. He makes some dummy tanks out of sand and then fabricates very thin metal sheeting to put over it so it looks like a tank. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, Pretty smart. He's a pretty smart guy. So this pod lands and ejects its drones. Mm -hmm. But there's like thousands of them. Yeah. yeah, So he's like, "Eh, this is going to be a problem. And there's some weapons he can't use effectively on the planetoid. Um, I think he's like, if I use my main gun, then the kick will send me flying away from it. Oh, (laughs) uh, because it's too small. Yeah. Suddenly, in the middle of battle, when it seems hopeless, the ghost chassis wakes up. (gasps) Do you mean it wakes eep? It wakes. (laughs) (laughs) You get a gold star on your paper today. Hey. (laughs) Hey. And, uh, and it, it, it starts scrambling the drone's communications. going say it starts screaming? <laughs> it wakes up and it's like, Aah! That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> That'd be amazing. That would have been better, I think. But. Okay. Okay. So it wakes uh, up and it starts scrambling the it communication. It starts scrambling all the drone's communications. Yeah. So they start fighting each other. Oh. And they're now untouched. The drones just fight each other until they're all done. Dope. And so old guy is very, very, very happy. Yeah. Because he's like, you're not autistic anymore. Oh, you you did it. Wait, that's not how autism works. You fixed autism. That's not how that works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, no. No, um, no, 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 no. So then they, they return to Alpha Centauri Prime. Oh, yeah. Uh, and the ghost unit is like, I'm sorry that took so long. I got hung up on this little uh this little glitch or something and it took me a long time to get around it so ah. like he was aware the entire time just couldn't communicate but couldn't back. communicate that sounds which is like what autism yeah. is but this is not autism it's right it's <laughs> not even no but essentially that's what it's very messy concept but i appreciate he tried something with that it, it, it's, Yeah, it was interesting yeah it's it's it was definitely different uh, and it kind of time jumps a little bit and the ghost unit is soon sent out on its own missions there was a little blurb when he first got the little planetoid about how another couple of cyber tanks tried to use the ghost uh, schematics mm-hmm. and that also came out autistic oh. so the council of cyber tanks that's in charge of shit it outlawed that that schematic right. they're like this is obviously never going to work so nobody's allowed to use this anymore um, but then the ghost unit woke up Yeah, so they're like I mean, there's still something wrong, so we're gonna take a look at it. it. Yeah, but, but we're not gonna use this for now. Yeah. So right, right now, this ghost unit is the is unique. It's the only functioning one. Right. Uh, there's no word on if the other one woke up or if they scrapped it or what happened to that. So they soon send out this ghost unit uh, on its own missions. Mm-hmm. It has a probationary period where we have to see how it functions for like uh, nine months or something like that. So uh, this is like uh, this is like the 1600s. Well, son, you're eight. I hope you're ready to be a man yeah. of the house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they they have to observe how it behaves to see if it would fit in with cyber tank society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and if it can actually fight, like hey those there, two I'm things. eight, I'm here to fight. Uh, and eventually, it it passes its probationary period nice. with flying colors. Oh, good for ghost! And it comes up with strategies that tanks these cyber tanks had never used before. Yeah, because it's it's not about firepower. Right, right. That's its whole shtick. Uh, so after a probationary period, a tank earns its name. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, I was wondering. Which I was is, wondering. It's like nickname, right? Yeah. It's, it's, they're treated like actual names, even right. though they yeah. sound like nicknames. Yeah. 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 You've already established that they call them by the... And he was awarded the name Smartass. I love it. So there's a large portion of the book dedicated to the war with the Amok uh, and kind of a little bit more of old guy's backstory. Um, the, 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 Vargas, uh, simulation that he had helping him before. Yeah, yeah. He actually, uh, was the guy who headed up the creation of the Odin class cyber tank. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so he worked directly with old guy on a lot of operations because nice. he was the first. Right. So, so he was sure the we're... head and the first one yeah, making yeah. sure that they work together. Yeah, for sure. Um, so old guy knows more about humans pretty much than anyone else. Cause he's like, I mean, I lived with them yeah. so I can tell you whatever you want to know. Uh, but it goes into the war with the Amok, so they—they it's—it's they, uh, it's a little bit of politics because the Amok are fi- fighting with everyone. They seem to be like a mindless race that just goes out and destroys. They're like locusts, kind of. Yeah, yeah. And and there's a whole ton of variations on the Amok, mm-hmm. and it's almost like experimental. Like oh. they'll just create a new type of drone or biomechanical thing and just send a million of them out to a planet just to see what happens. let see if this, were. it's the, um, it's the, um, uh, the scene from Incredibles with the, uh, with the robot and the superheroes. And it's like robot wins, superhero, superhero, yeah, yeah, yeah. robot wins, superhero, exactly. robot, robot, superhero. Kind of, yeah, kind of like that. And so they're really unpredictable yeah because they yeah. just seem to be constantly experimenting and trying new things. That makes and sense. And plus there's a shit ton of them every time, so right. they're hard yeah. to deal with. Yeah. So numbers the, on top of who knows what they're going to do. Yeah. And so there's, there's like a tenuous political relationship between all the alien races. They all kind of want everyone else to fuck off. Sure. They're just like, yeah. we want to do our own thing. We don't want to see you or talk to you. Just go around that, that corner of that galaxy and don't talk to me. Yeah. Uh, but everyone fucking hates the amok cause they just run amok. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's probably why they're called that. You know? Um, but they they come to an agreement where they they see an opportunity. They're like, this one planet the Amok have, and we see an opportunity to take the that system. Mm-hmm. And there is potentially a lot of good resources because the Amok went for that. So obviously there's something really there's a good reason there. they want it, yeah. So we have this opportunity to do that and also gain favor with all the other alien races because we'll deal a blow to the Amok. Right? right? So they're like, we're going to do that. Um, so we jump to old guy uh in formation with a squadron of a bunch of other tanks. Cool. And it talks about all the other all these other class of tanks and all their different uh names and that sort of thing. They all collectively agree to create uh because old guy is like, there was this thing way back in the day called bumper stickers. We should all make some <laughs> bumper stickers. And uh, and attach those to our chassis and, like, unveil them when we're ready to go to, to combat, and then we'll vote on which is the best one. Nice. And uh, uh, Double Wide is there, and his uh, says, uh, makes wide turns. <laughs> um, there was one... Uh, Rate my driving. One of them said, like, Obama 2012 or something, and nobody understands the reference. <laughs> Uh, the one old guy I had was really good and I didn't write it down. I forget what it was. Um, but it was, it was really, it was something that had to do with like his age. So okay. That was really funny. Okay. They also have an office copier, uh, like cause each, uh, attack party has one member of the sentient copier machine. Oh, his, and, uh, he has a bumper sticker. They have googly eyes. Just, just so you know, <laughs> Okay. in my mind, it's just a copy machine with googly eyes. just floating in space. Yep. Uh, and he has a bumper sticker that says lower left corner. And it's in the lower left corner. <laughs> and, they're not, and they're not sure. Careful. And they're not sure if that's supposed to be a joke or not. <laughs> like they don't know if he doesn't understand bumper stickers or if it. he knows and he's just fucking with them. Either way, it's great. It's great. It doesn't matter the motivation. It's hilarious. So they land, they get into a battle, they realize that uh, all, the, all the drones uh, the Amok uh, are throwing at them are coming from an underground complex, mm-hmm. which means they have to go into a tunnel. Yep. Uh, and they can't send the remotes because they're not strong enough for combat. So they start going down into the tunnels and they're ambushed. And, and the Amok use, uh, the same, they're called like clone assassins, the ones that can form into anything together. And so they have a bunch of those that are forming cyber tanks to fight them, (laughs) um, because cyber tanks have the most like singular destructive power of any one mechanical thing in the galaxy at this point. So they're like, stop it is itself. itself. Yeah. So basically, so they're like, we'll be, we'll turn into cyber tanks so we can just blow a hole into them. Yep. Uh, the same way they're doing to us. So, so they get ambushed. One of them gets blown up, dead. Uh, end of that. And then, uh, and then, double wide comes down and is like, "Get the fuck out of the way!" <laughs> and just <laughs> blows a massive hole. I'm through. a fire my laser. Yeah, through fucking everything, which causes the tunnel to collapse. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, and they're all kind of freaking out now because they're all. Most of them are a double wide is big enough that doesn't do much. Right. He can just push through it. Yeah. But everyone else is like trapped in the rubble. Yeah. So at this point, old guy doesn't know what's going on. He sends out his Amelia Earhart remote to start digging through the rubble and exploring the complex more. Yep. Because he's like, I might as well learn as much as I can because I can't move. I can't fight. Right. On the way, he finds the office copier chassis. um, And the part of it has just been sheared off completely. But then he looks inside and there's a little copier cube. So it apparently was just piloting this chassis. And it's like this little cube thing with arms and legs. (laughs) Every the more I hear about those things, the more I love they're, them. They're great, yeah. And so uh, it prints out a paper that says it says a couple of things, but the 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 main thing it says is bodyguard. And so old guy is like, I'm not sure if that means I'm supposed to be the bodyguard or, or he it's is the bodyguard. Yeah. But let's just walk somewhere. So they start walking, and uh, and they they find a hatch that leads further down. So they open it, go down there. Um, they find a room that they think. Uh, is like an important room. Like the the alien is so foreign to them. They don't have much Intel on Mm -hmm, it. mm -hmm. So they find what turns out to be the control room, but it's like a big vat of sinuous jelly. It's, it's almost like brain synapses. Yeah. That's kind of what it looks like. So he literally takes a old guy, takes a stick and just stirs it up. And that, (laughs) that fucks up, (laughs) that fucks up the entire Amok Armada in that sector. It's just like, they all go crazy. It's very like Dr. Jero's lab. Yeah. (laughs) It's really funny. Uh, in the pro like it, before that happens, though, um his Amelia Earhart's drone is captured and tortured a little bit. oh, uh, and in one of the Amok uh, biological entities. so it's it's literally like just a humanoid thing that's like completely yellow. and And he's like, this must be the originating species mm-hmm. behind this race. Mm-hmm. Like these things must be making the drones. And like, this is what the Amok really look like. Uh, and so, and then the little copier thing comes in and there's just like this little laser on top that pokes out and just cuts it in half. <laughs> just, like, just like, and it's gone. And then, uh, and then it prints out a thing that just says bodyguard again. I love he's it. It's like, ah, he's my bodyguard. I get it. I get it. I love it. I want one. And that, and that's why he pulls out a stick and stirs up the thing. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a, like a, uh, an independent combat drone that comes in and kills the little cube guy. No. Yeah. Yeah. And then lower it, lower left corner. And then it prints out a thing that's like, uh, uh, uh it lists a bunch of obje- objectives and they're all like completed. And bodyguard is one of the ones that's like completed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it, at the end it says, uh, pleasure to serve or something like that. Oh. And he's like, that's the first thing I've seen from these guys that you can clearly tell is not like, there's some emotion yeah. behind that. Uh, like two uh, words. Yeah, it's really sad. It's really sad. Good Bobo, strong Bobo. <laughs> we have a contender, folks. Oh, no. If only he had a name. He doesn't have a name. Yeah, lower left corner. <laughs> lower left corner. That's hilarious. I'm still laughing at that. <laughs> so the battle is won. Mm-hmm. Old guy is, is rescued from the rubble. He's doing repairs, and he's using his drones to uh, kind of study the complex a little bit more. Nice. Like what's left over. Uh, and while they're looking around, Old guy sees a black cloud floating around the facility. Oh. And then it starts coming towards him. Oh, no. He tries to measure it with all of his different instruments, but it literally doesn't come up on anything except his optics. That's all he can see it with. Huh. And it it engulfs his entire chassis. Okay. And suddenly, he is floating 200 meters up in the air, upside down, above a forest floor. Oh, and this is a a moment where this whole thing takes place in like nine seconds, but he's thinking so fast. He has to go through a bunch of different plans and figure out what will work. And what he ends up doing is he, he kind of rotates pieces and then he shoots missiles down to explode near the ground and uh, like a various couple things and shoots his repulsors to land without damaging himself. Mm -hmm. Cause he's like repulsors aren't enough. Causing explosion isn't enough. And he does a bunch of different things all at once. Okay. No, so know. he lands with minimal damage. Nice. He, he could still move. He takes measurements of everything around him, like yeah. the atmosphere composition, soil composition, and he determines that he is on earth at approximately 1100 AD. Oh. Somehow. All right. It's the rift. He witnesses a group of primitive men get hunted down and killed and then eaten by a group of, uh, like humanoid figures that are wearing dark clothing and on horseback. Uh, any notes, they only have four digits on their hands. Oh. Uh, and so they kill these men and eat them. And he observes this from a distance. Yeah. Like a, wi- a ways way. Wait, did you say 1100 AD? Yes. Okay. So this is history that we would have. Kind of the dark ages of yeah. the period, I think. Uh, then an old man wearing a conical wide brimmed hat, a beige cloak, a knapsack, and holding a wooden staff, walks up to old guy. Yo, what up, Gandeldor? <laughs> and uh, Gandeldorlin. And the man talks like a person from the 21st century. Oh. And uh, the old guy introduces himself, and the old man says, uh, "They call me the wizard." Okay. So he's wizard. There you go. <laughs> uh, old guy explains uh, what what happened. He's this, like, this "I took just a turn. What? This took a turn. Yeah, it did. It took a violent turn. Yeah, This is where I was like, this reminds me of time blender where he's just somewhere else. Yeah, for sure. It's okay. We're here now. It's got flavors. Um, so he tells the the wizard guy, he's like, I just saw these guys get (laughs) ate. That was pretty fucking metal. Yeah. And the wizard is like, I don't know. (laughs) Okay. I don't know what that was. What, what is happening? Old guy carves out a table and a couple of chairs, and then inhabits his Amelia Earhart drum, so they can talk human to human, kind of. Uh, Old guy learns that there's an evil sorcerer king named the Dark Herophant or Aerophant. I don't know. Okay. And he was conquering all of the surrounding lands. He wanted to take over the world, Uh, and the creatures that old guy had seen were probably from him. Oh, so there's this asshole named Prince. As as a trope, uh, and he rides up with a couple more of these minions, right? Yeah, yep. Straight up to the te- to old guy, uh, and he's talking like we're gonna we're gonna fuck you up. Oh, and uh, I don't think he sees old guy's chassis yet. He just sees yeah, he the just Amelia sees the, er- the body. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, I'm gonna fuck you up, and so uh, old guy uh, kills him and his officers within half a second with his Amelia Earhart drone. Yeah. It's got a little wrist plasma laser, so just like pop, 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 they're dead. The Buzz Lightyear laser, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, and I, I think he lets one go, because um, he's like, he'll report, and then they'll know not to fuck with me. How many men does it take to deliver a message? <laughs> just one. Technically half of one. You could cut off his legs, and you'd be good. It depends on how far he has to go. That's true. I think this is the part of the book where I wholesale wholesale just start speeding forward as fast as possible. Yeah, because yeah. there is so much shit that happens in this book. This is this like this right now is around like ninety pages. Oh wow! Yes, there's a holy cow. There's a lot that happens in this book. So right now I'm like sprinting to the end because yeah. I'm like I have so many notes already. Yeah. So the next day, a motherfucker pulls up with a whole goddamn army. Sure, twenty five hundred soldiers. And they have a fucking dragon. Oh, yeah! I mean, twenty five hundred corpses in a dragon. <laughs> Soon to be, <laughs> old guy tries to convince them not to fight. You know, get out of here. Yeah, you're obviously no match for me. Yeah, uh, so take off. Um, but they're like, they're they're not having any of it. They're like, our our lord is is all powerful, uh, and we will take over your land and slaughter everyone. Yeah. Uh, and he turns them into pink mist within two seconds. <laughs> Yeah, he he fires on the dragon first because he's like, okay, apparently dragons exist. Yeah, like if anything can hurt me, that might. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, I have no idea what that's capable of, so I'm going to kill that first. Yep. So one shot, it's gone. Yep. And then and then easily, he just he literally like strafes his main laser and yeah, it's, and they're all gone. <laughs> like just gone. <laughs> now is the um is the whiz still with him at this point? Yes. Okay. Uh, and there's a very important thing because uh, it's goodies there because then old guy is attacked by a specter. Oh, a dark specter. This is a magical being. Yeah. Old guy has no knowledge or defense against this thing. And yeah. It starts fucking up his cores. Uh, and then the wizard casts a spell to get rid of it. Okay. That's and cool. So old guy is like, you're sticking with me, man. Yeah. <laughs> you're You're my only defense against whatever that was. Bodyguard. So the two of them go to a castle and they meet with a war council and they talk about how, uh, they need to defeat the dark Lord meanie pants. Yeah. Right. As, as you do. Yeah. As a trope. Uh, and, uh, and the Lords have a strategy for approaching the dark that fortress the and the uh, old guy is like, this strategy is really meandering and I could literally just roll through and kill everything. Yeah. So why do we do that? And they're all very dubious because they're like, who the fuck is this guy? Well, and, yeah. I mean, this strategy was made before you had a giant tank. Right. And, uh, and they haven't seen his tank form yet. This is just his oh, it's Amelia. just Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and, and the wizard's like, nah, fam, chill. He's good. Yeah. He's lit. He'll literally light everything on fire. Yeah. Uh, this is just a guy who read Lord of the Rings and said, what if they had a tank? Yeah, it's exactly <laughs> true. That's exactly right. Uh, and so that's the plan. That's, the- <laughs> I don't know why this book is so funny. The, so that's the plan. The, the, the wizard's I- idea was cause the tank was like, old guy was like, let's just go there and destroy it now. Why do we need them? Yeah. And he's like. Well, we, it was something about like, we don't need their firepower. We need them to get fired at. We don't want everything firing at us. Okay. Um, even though you're likely to survive, why take the chance? Yeah. Let's just have some fodder to go with us. Yeah. He's a nice guy. Um, he's the, uh, the, they're the Aragorns to his Frodo. Right. right. Except Frodo is in a tank. What <laughs> <laughs> if Frodo had a tank? <laughs> Why didn't they tank the tank to mortar <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you'd have to fuel it. You would have to fuel it. That'd be, it. You a would bitch. It. yeah, that'd be awful. Yeah. Uh, so they're dry. So he's taken the, his tank chassis to the castle, mm-hmm. and he's got the armies around him. Um, there's a dwarf lord. Oh, who is part of the council? Dope. And he fucking loves old guy. Yeah, sure. He's a giant mechanical war machine. Yeah. This is the pinnacle of dwarven society. Yeah. So he's just constantly pestering him about uh, him about every little bit of his machinery. Like, how does this work? How yeah. do it- you make this? What is this? And so old guy fabricates a machine gun for him. So he'll shut up. (laughs) Oh my God. I love it. This book is great. So he's like, here's a toy. Stop talking. And the guy loves it. And immediately kills six of his friends because he doesn't know how it works. Uh, Old guy literally says, I think he had an orgasm. (laughs) (laughs) It's great. What is this book? So, um, he, there's slot, like old guy's doing all the work. He's slaughtering everything. He literally just like strafes his laser on the bottom of the the castle or the fortress walls and they just crumble. Just then the dark herophant himself steps out from behind his ruined walls and he is 60 meters tall. Oh damn. Decked out in obsidian armor and he has electricity arcing between his hands. Wow. He starts charging up this big black ball of something and then old guy shoots him at full power and disintegrates him (laughs) completely. Uh, The black cloud appears again. I don't know where. Okay, and uh, you mean the narrative device to get yes, to the next story? Yes, the the nothing, <laughs> the nothing that is the black. It is the author's hand. Yeah, that is what it is. Yeah, the hand of God appears, and it starts engulfing him again. And he's like, I don't have a lot of time, so he he downloads more to his Amelia Earhart thing. Like before, it was just a rudimentary copy of right. his consciousness that he would talk through, but then he he just dumps like a legit AI on it. With, with a lot of, like, data in his Okay, banks. to keep it here. Because he doesn't have time to retrieve it. Right. Oh, I see. So he's okay. like, I'm just going to leave you here. You can take care of these people, do whatever. And we'll meet up again yeah. in the future. Maybe. 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 Yeah. kind of That door is, like, left ajar in this book. Yeah. It's like, who knows if he'll see that remote again. Um. There's a little bit, of, after he's gone, about the remote trying to adjust to being its own being. Sure. Where yep. it's like, I'm no longer an extension of who I was, I am now, this is all that I am. Yeah. This body. Does that body have the, the ability to <laughs> replicate and stuff like that or? No. Okay. There's a ticking clock. Yeah. Uh, yep. can make very rudimentary repairs, but it's, it's not going to last forever. Yeah. I am now mortal. So old guy returns to his own time space and he tells everybody about about his adventure and he has a couple recordings of stuff happening mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of people don't believe him. Even though he has the recordings. Yeah, even though he has re- the recordings. Because, I mean, they're AI. They could probably fake recordings sure, if they really yeah, wanted they, to. Yeah, you're right. Um, so a lot of them didn't believe him. And, but he brought back samples of the soil in the atmosphere. So ah. he's like, this is actual proof that I was there. And they're like, you 100% cannot fake those samples. Um, a And there was something like a planet of cyber tanks together, like a planet full of cyber yeah. tanks working together could fake those samples but you by yourself, it's impossible. Mm-hmm. You don't have that capability of fabrication, right? Um, so there, there's the, the the verdict was like, I guess you did go there, but like, um, cool, that doesn't mean anything to us. Exactly. It's like this is a neat story, I guess. Yeah. But that's that's all it is. Um, and th- there there was some interesting because he left his remote behind, and right. there was there was a law among the cyber tanks. It's like you don't do that. If oh. if it's going to be left behind, you give the order to self destruct. Gotcha. Like disable, wipe it if it has to be left behind. But but the people who didn't believe he went there were complaining about that. So he's like, Well, if I didn't actually go there, then that didn't happen. You can't punish me for it. So if you want to punish me for that, you have, you have to, to, to admit acknowledge that I was that I did go there. And they and they're refusing to and do there that. there was kind of an impasse. So he wasn't punished for anything. Okay. Um, they did give him kind of a penance, which is like they gave him the shit jobs. Yeah. They like pushed yeah. him out to the rim again. They're like, You do that that shitty work. Joke's so on you. have been doing this for 3,000 years. What's another two? Exactly. Like, time is nothing to these guys. Yeah. So he is sent to another backwater planet, and he has to take out an infestation of leeches. Uh, uh, they're amok made. Oh. Uh, and uh, I'm not going to talk about them in detail, but they're leeches. They're an infestation that grows gradually, and then they become a problem. Okay. So you have to go in there and use a flamethrower to destroy them all. So he's doing that. And he meets a large, scaled, cat-like creature that he dubs Mondo Cat. <laughs> this is why you asked me the other time. I did bring this up the other day. Yeah. And upon closer examination of the animal, he learns that it was genetically engineered. Oh. This is not a natural creature. Indominus Cat. Exactly. Uh, it, it can't camouflage, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, after some digging, uh, he discovers an underground complex, old runes that have been abandoned, ah. right? Say that word again. Ruins. Okay. He he finds out that these, it was created by an, an intelligent sentient alien race. And he finds out that that uh, genetically engineered cat-like creature mm-hmm. was the result of an ongoing uh, th- process they had going. So there's a lot of evidence in their labs that they were trying to create that creature. It's just Mew. Basically. Mew but here, here's the catch here. Here's the catch though. It's made of the same gen- genetic material as the sentient species. So they oh. genetically devolved themselves uh-huh. so that they could return to life as a semi-sentient apex predator. Interesting. So they, they for whatever reason, decided life is not worth living the way we are. We should return to what we were before. Uh-huh. But we need to make sure that we're taken care of. So we're going to make ourselves the most badass, resilient apex predator ever. And that's what they did. That's that's a very creative thought that this author had. Yeah. That's really cool. I don't know if it's original. I've never heard that before. I haven't either. But it's very interesting to where they're like, ah, this isn't what it was cracked up to be. We don't want to be living amongst the stars anymore. We just want to live a simple life as a predator in yeah. the wild. Like, that's interesting. Huh. Uh, and then this cat like creature kind of pals with him for the rest of the book, Oh just wherever he goes, it goes. And because it's really, really resilient, it can survive in the coldness of space. It can hibernate whenever it wants to just shut down. Oh, and then wake up whenever it can eat like almost anything. It can regenerate. It's fucking amazing. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. It's like the ultimate thing. What, um, where is ghost at this point? Uh, ghost doesn't come up again. Oh, okay. He's just off doing his own thing. Okay. Right? He's his own tank. They cured autism. Now he's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. now he's fine. So the next planet o- old guy goes to is, uh, just like blotched with competing biomes. Mm-hmm. Like he, he says from, uh, from orbit, it looks like it's diseased Oh, because there's big green spots, but then there's like purplish gray spots. And he's like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. So he goes down to the planet. And it appears that large sections of the planet are Terran biomes. Oh. So Earth-like. Yeah. With Earth species. So what the hell is going on here? And it it seems that the Earth biome is competing with the native biome. Right, right, right. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And try to, you know, push each other out and stuff. Uh, There were no records of human colonization on this planet. No records at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he starts looking around and he finds uh, what are called help bots. Oh, and help bots were like the most rudimentary, primitive, uh, mechanical helping droids that humans had made. Mm-hmm. They were like the first ones. Okay. Like you make a helper bot, it'll build a brick wall. It'll take a week, but it'll get it done. Yeah. <laughs> like it's sure. very yeah. simple. So he sees a bunch of them hanging around, like building a castle that looks like. Oh, cool. Um, he, he says he's not sure if the castle is half in ruins or half built. Okay. But it's half of a castle. Yeah. Yeah. And it's of 16th century style. Oh, cool. Uh this is very, very Star Trek. And Stargate. Yeah. You just go to a planet and it there's like something that's akin to Earth. Yeah. But there's like differences here and there. Uh he finds a handful of humans in quotes mm-hmm. inside. They look very malnourished and weirdly angular. Oh. Like they're they're humans, but they're just offset from humans. He's yeah. not sure what's up with them. And he's visiting them in his, uh, he, he left his Amelia Earhart drone behind in the other time space. So he starts using a new drone of a famous researcher from the 26th century. Uh, and he, he starts using that. Okay. One of the humans recognizes him and is like, Oh, you're such and such. And old guy through the drone is like, that was like 2000 years ago. How the fuck do you know who this is? Yeah. And, and so they, they try to take him captive. Okay. But he's a drone. Yeah. That is more powerful than them. Although he notes they are much more powerful than normal humans would oh, be. interesting. Yeah, he's like, they're much stronger than normal humans, but I am still stronger. I have oh, yeah. a drone. So they try to take him captive, and he's like, I will fucking murder you all unless you tell me what's going on here. Fair. Like, I just want to talk to you, but you're being hostile. Yeah. And, and they're like, okay, we're not going to play anymore. We're going to tell you what's up. They're vampires. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. 16th century castle, malnourished, <laughs> angular humans. Been around for thousands of years. Yeah, makes sense. Vampires. All right. Okay. An old guy is like, okay, vampires are real now. How did you get on this planet? There's no there's no records of anyone yeah. coming here. And so they're like, well, back in the day, we were very high up on the social ladder. Yeah. Yeah. So we had a lot of money and we, uh, we kind of got tired of Earth. We decided we would go terraform our own planet. And just have a planet to ourselves. We'd be the kings of our own nation, right? Huh. And not tell anybody. So they took a colony ship to this planet, and they hate it, and it sucks, and they're <laughs> trapped. <laughs> you didn't think that one through. Yeah, no, they're they're kind of miserable. Yeah. Uh, and so they they beg him. They're like, "You're obviously technologically advanced. Please figure out how to turn us back into humans, because <clears> it is a virus." That they have, right? Ah, so the okay. whole vampirism is a virus thing. Nothing yep. magical about yep. it. Um, they're like, this sucks. We want to be human again, even if it means dying. So please, and so he tries and cannot find a solution. Mm-hmm. He's like, the virus has is destroyed too much genetic information. I can't do. I can't recreate you without just cloning you, which is not you, right? It's a copy of right. you, right, right. So it's like that. That that's not what you want. So I can't do what you want. Uh, and he leaves. That was a great little adventure. Sure. <laughs> he just finds vampires and takes off. Uh, so we jump to much later. Uh, there's uh, a battle with some other aliens. They're called the Ilg. Ilg. I like it. Uh, Y-L-L-G. Yulg. Yeah. Yolg or Ilg. Yulg. Uh, and they're kind of like fishy creatures that live inside mechanical bodies. Do they have gills? Uh, they, they do have gills, oh. yeah. So, but, but it's like a fishbowl inside of a robot kind of <laughs> similar to that. And, and so he gets into a battle with these guys and then they take him kind of, they kind of capture him and they try to hack into his core mm-hmm. and he has all these firewalls up. So he's safe in the core, but he can't move the machinery or do anything. Right, right, right. Vargas, the old commander, uh, simulation. Kind of, uh, not exactly goes rogue, but acts on his own accord. And he makes a human body with the resources that old guy has. Oh, yeah. And puts himself in the human body. And then busts a cap, And, and then he, he runs, uh, he like runs around to the cargo hold of the tank, gets inside and in there he takes like a little data pad and then he downloads as much as he can of old guy's consciousness yeah. onto this little tiny slat of, of data. And there's, a very intre- there's some very interesting things about how old guy deals with this because it has so little memory that he can't actually process live uh, live footage or, like, things in real time. Mm-hmm. So he'll shut down his thinking processes and record a chunk and then analyze it. Ah, so he has okay, to, okay. He has to live in chunks at this point. Yeah. And so Vargas gets him on a little data pad. They jet. Out away from his chassis because now it's surrounded by these little bots. Yeah, and he's like, "We need to, we need to somehow rescue ourselves here." Right. And um, and they and they, I'm not gonna talk about this a whole lot, but they basically guerrilla warfare with what little they have yeah. against okay. these guys. And then Mondo Cat also helps them a little bit. Uh, and then finally, uh, old guy gets back into like a combat drone and starts tearing apart these guys. Hmm. And, and then that blows up. Uh, And then one of his little repair drones somehow connects into his chassis and offers him like a not corrupted way of getting information out. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so he slowly widens that digital corridor, widens it, widens it until he has control of his, his drones again. And yeah. then he tears everything up and he's free again. So that was, that was a pretty, it was cool. How he had to be really, really resourceful in that scenario. Right. Yeah. 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 It's different seeing, I mean, that's the whole point, right? You take a character, you give him a set of abilities yeah. and you put him in situations to test those and to stretch those. Right. That's a really cool way of doing it. And that battle ends with him destroying three Lucifer-class planetary dreadnoughts, which the way they're described is they are bigger than any cyber tank is. They are the size of literal mountains. Wow. Uh, And they're, they're just war factories. They're constantly spewing out... Uh, drones as well as sentient missiles. Oh no! Which is like the worst thing yeah. I've ever read. Uh, and there was something about they have slave protocols on them, so they have no choice but to destroy themselves. Yeah. But they're sentient, so they know how to like get around shit. Oh, you can't. God. You can't trick these missiles. That's awful. That, they're all. They're all screaming. Ee! That's almost as bad as the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy when the whale spawns in, yes, <laughs> just in time to hit the ground. Yeah, exactly like that. Uh, and so he destroys all Hello, three, ground. all three Lucifer class planetary dreadnoughts. Yeah. which is a massive, te- uh, like feet feet. That's what I was trying to think of. Yeah, feet. Uh, sadly, he was only recording this battle from his main optic. Yeah, so he yeah. shows it to everybody, and they're like. I mean, that's an impressive feat, but where are the angles, boy? This is so boring. We just get your POV. That's so boring. What the hell? Look, you made a great film, but unfortunately, it was a found footage film. Yeah. (laughs) So everyone's kind of disappointed, but they give him a pat on the back like, that was a good showing. Oh, and he was also blaring Amazing Grace by the dropkick Murphys at full blast while he was doing this. (laughs) I love a good dropkick Murphys insert. So that that was pretty Oh, I'm all about it. The book ends... With old guy having to make a choice, mm-hmm. whether or not to be rebuilt. Now, I haven't touched on this yet, yeah. but this is something that comes up in the book a lot because everybody is like, old guy, you're so old. You should you should be rebuilt, which means they take his AI and put it in a new tank. Right. But the thing is, AI's personalities are hardwired. Into the chassis. Yeah. Their yeah. subroutines are uh, digital in the cores and can be transferred But their personality quirks are all in the actual hardware of the machine. So if he were to choose to rebuild himself, which it goes into details about how vastly superior he would be as a tank if he did so. Right. Like his, his, uh, combat ability would be tenfold greater. His uh, intelligence would like more than double Mm -hmm. and all this stuff. But he's like, I wouldn't be me. Right. I would essentially die and I would continue to live and I would still have the same memories, but. It's kind of like Doctor Who regenerating. It's like, it's not him anymore. Yeah. Ship of it's the, the new stuff. Doctor. How much, how much is it? Yeah, yeah. How much is left before you have a new thing? And that's where the book ends, is him weighing the pros and cons. And we don't know what he'll decide. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. So it's more just like a thought. Well, I mean, we know there's sequels, but. There are sequels. Um, but I wonder if he knew that when he was writing this, if he wanted to, if he knew he wanted to make more or if this took off. Yeah, it's very curious. This book seems like he had a bunch of short stories. Yeah, and just wanted in, a through line. Yeah, or maybe he made one short story with the cyber tank, and he's like, this is a great character. Yeah, I love this concept yeah. of this tank having to survive. Um, I will be reading his other books. I want to read it. Whether or not I do more on the show, I, I don't know if I'm going to do another one on the show, because yeah. it's just a bunch of short stories. Right, right. So right. it's really entertaining to read. It's so It's very easy to read. Like this is totally something that if I'm bored and I want to read something entertaining, I'll pick up a, one of his other books. Yeah, yeah. Um definitely We have a rating system on our show. Uh consists of five levels. That one episode we did like five sub-levels because that book was just so bad. Yeah. But I, uh, uh, I haven't really felt like doing that again. So yeah, no. It's not really worth mentioning yeah. anymore. <laughs> um uh, anyway, the lowest level we have is toilet paper. Uh it's the book is not worth the material it's printed on if it might be worth I mean, you know, it's terrible. It's garbage. It's toilet paper. Uh, The second one is a shampoo bottle. It's, you know, worth reading if you have nothing else to do. Maybe you're on the pot or something, but, you know, it's better than nothing. Uh, The third one is an Ikea manual. It's entertaining or competently written, usually not both. Fourth would be a Kindle pick, uh, worth buying electronically or discounted. Uh, And then the fifth one is a a hardcover instant classic. So, Scorpion. Yes. What is your rating for the book that is not Full Frontal Tank? (laughs) Uh, the Chronicles of Old Guy. Chronicles of Old Guy. Um, I would give this probably unsurprisingly. I give it a Kindle pick. I think it's a yeah. solid, entertaining, action science fiction pulp book. It's, it's it's really entertaining. Like every short story is in itself great. Just enter- I, the vampire one was kind of weak, but the, well, yeah. <laughs> the, but there, it's all it's thoroughly entertaining. It's very funny. There's a lot of funny stuff I just didn't add in. Um. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I don't have a whole lot to say about it. It's just yeah, it's just entertaining. It's good, wholesome entertainment. That's that's absolutely what it seemed like. It seemed like they had some interesting concepts. Yeah. Uh, maybe they'll branch out more in like the sequels and stuff like that. But um, I want to give a want to give a dwarf a machine gun and I want a lower left <laughs> corner bumper sticker. <laughs> I want uh, autistic cyber tanks. Hmm. <laughs> I don't have a comment for that. <laughs> you could have said "eep." You really could have said Eep. Eep. "eep." Well, if you like the show. You should check out our uh, Patreon. Check out our back catalog. We have all kinds of bonus episodes up there. We have movie commentaries. We have footnotes. We have outtakes. Some of this is probably going to end up in some of that, whether it be footnotes or outtakes or something. Uh, we have uh, our email. We have a page too far at com. You can write us there if you, uh, you like the show and you want to let us know. If you hated the show and you want to let us know, let us know. Uh, we're here for it. Tell your friends, too. Yeah. We, we need to, we need to get this, we need to get this across all the the radio stations. Spread the, spread the word. We, we are, now that we have like a footing and we know what we're doing, we want to start growing. Yeah, exactly. Um, That's, that's kind of our goal. Check us out. We have our uh, uh, Twitter and Instagram, both at page too far. Uh, It's a page T O O far. Do you post on those anymore? Yes. (laughs) I haven't seen the Instagram in a little while. I I posted the last one. I didn't post, I didn't post the most recent one. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) We sometimes use them. Look, I'm a forgetful person. I'm not good at social media. I we never have been. We have a lot of shit to do. Yeah. We're hiring uh, someone to do marketing. Uh, we can pay you $10 a month. Sure. <laughs> we decided that right now. Yeah, sure. I, I can afford that. <laughs> if you want $10 a month and the responsibilities of marketing a podcast, because we don't know how to yeah, do it. C- come at us, bro. Yeah. Email us at a page too far at gmail.com. Uh, hashtag bubble lives. Hashtag lower left corner. Hashtag lower left corner. Hashtag... Uh... Autism screams. (laughs) If you want. (laughs) No. Hashtag EEP. Hashtag EEP. We'll let you decide how many E's are in that. Bye. Bye.